Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Radio you can touch. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Now you feel good because Max, who has a sense of humor of a pie. Who threw those pies? Who threw those pies? Oh, I threw the pies. Either I'm losing it, my grasp on humor. I mean, I don't know, man. Jeff Lutz. Just be honest. The downtown athletic club has no idea what you're doing. They, they don't know you exist. Hey, listen, listen, there's a phone call for you. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, everybody. Welcome to a stress-free edition of the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz with you until 4 o'clock today. Max Power back in the East Wichita studio, producing and engineering the show. Uh, it was nice to be out amongst them yesterday, wasn't it? It was. That was just lovely. Max was in a supreme good mood. Tom Thurber, uh, very chatty. We we always enjoy that. Duda was a little distant, but uh, he was well, a little he bit. Was fine, a little bit, not feeling great. Yeah, stuff going around. Have you uh, dealt with anything? Not yet. But it could be in the offing. You never know. So you ready to run this baby tomorrow and Thursday for sure, pro- potentially even Friday? I thought you said you were going to be here Friday. Well, so we're, we're uh, learning some new things. I'm working. I'm working on it. Who do you have for tomorrow? Do you Mike. Know yet? Mike. Come on. Furchus. Yes. Oh, there you go. Jamin was a no-go, huh? Jamin was a no. Boy, they run him ragged over to where he works. Apparently so. Let him go on radio. Let your employee, I don't even know where he works, but let your employees do something fun occasionally. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the situation. I hope they're paying him a lot. Well, I mean, my point would be in the year 2023, if if one of your employees says, I'd like to go do a radio show for a couple hours today, let him do it. What's What's the name of his? No idea. You know what? Get that for him. I have no idea where he works. I'm going to get, oh, that's too bad. I knew where all my friends worked. No, you didn't. Of course I did. No, you didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely I well, did. Well, there were four businesses in Derby, so it wasn't that well, hard didn't work in Derby. to figure that out. I mean, they worked. 
I knew exactly where they were. Well, that's good. That's why they're friends. Well, I don't know where Jamie works. We don't have this conversation very often or at all or ever. You'd think that occasionally you'd just say, how's work going? Why would I ask him that? He might have been there for 15 years. Like, oh, by the way, where do you work? Oh, I've been here since 2004, but thanks for asking today. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly feel like I know where every single friend of mine works. Give me a name. I don't know. Just, just throw one know out. Who you, I don't even know who your throw friends are. Uh, Ron Keller. Well, he's retired now. Well, that's pretty easy. I don't know who your friends are. Well, I, I just, I'm, I'm You can't have that many. I, uh, I have a lot of friends, and I think I know where all of them work. Okay, well, that's good. I think. 869-1240, the IHOP hotline, brought to you by IHOP, now serving pumpkin spice pancake combo. Two pumpkin spice pancakes made with real pumpkin and seasonal spices. You get two strips of bacon and eggs with that, too. I would sure hope so. That sounds pretty good. Got to top see, uh, off. What's the weather doing out there? Today? Raining. Well, we got to drive up to Kansas City in the rain, apparently. I guess so. I don't know if it's raining north of here. I'll but have to check the radar. Might have to. Uh, so we had two baseball games, both duds. Both went the way I did not think they would go. Well, I thought, I'm still, I still think I picked Texas. Um, I didn't think it would be a whitewash like it was. But the Rangers uh, handled Houston in game seven. No home team won a game in that seven-game set. That ever happened? I think I'd read that it had, but I'm not 100% sure. And then Arizona goes into Philly and just uh, demoralizes the Phillies. Took control of that game early. Uh, and former Cardinals just all over the place wreaking havoc. Tommy, Tommy Pham. Pham for Arizona. Uh, yeah, but Odolis he wouldn't be a Garcia. Cardinal. Well, he came up through our system. I understand. Former Cardinal. Played in the Cardinal system for a long well, time. Well, that's not really a, a one that got away, right? He wouldn't – there's no reason for him to still be in the organization. Did you trade him? We did trade him. To – I can't remember. Feels like the Padres. He's been with a lot of teams. He has. Uh, Adolis Garcia, who was released by the Cardinals, could have been picked up by all 29 other teams who passed. So the Cardinals getting a lot of grief for that one, and I kind of get it. But what about the other 29 teams? Well, you you also could have gotten him back along with right 29 other teams because well, why aren't the Guardians being a you know paying a little price for we, that? Well, we've paid our prices. Why'd you pass on him? I don't know because we're not smart. We yeah. we could use that right-handed power in our lineup. The people and the stat heads have just taken control. Uh, he struck out enormously high rate in AAA. Didn't walk. So that's it. And here he is now, the reigning American League Championship Series MVP, because he struck out and didn't walk in a league that was an offensive league. So his numbers, according to the analytics people, even though he hit 32 homers and drove in 96 runs, eh, he strikes out too much. 
and uh, we're not going to. Well, gonna that is a profile that typically doesn't offer I got a ton of value. A, a corner outfielder, he has a great arm, but still a corner outfielder with power and nothing else. That's he plays with uh, pizzazz. Love watching him play. Loved watching a Rosarana play. I mean, those are two guys that Cardinals fans would absolutely adore. Uh, they've got that uh, that Latin verve to them. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. They play with uh, excitement and uh, attitude, and uh, it's just it's upsetting. I'm um, I'm sorry, but I've got my own problems to deal with. We got another guy in our system uh, who's hit more than 30 homers the last two years in AAA. One double A and triple A, Moises Gomez. They don't like him. He strikes out too much. He'll go somewhere next year, and he'll be in the American League or the National League Championship Series, and he'll rip the cover off. You the think ball. so? Just Cleveland ought to as get as soon it. as next year. Yes, he's a triple A guy. Hit thirty plus home runs in triple A this year. Well, we'll take him. We'll give him a look. We already have a guy like that. Who? Jonathan uh, Rodriguez. Well, uh, you know, where where is he? Yeah, he's in AAA with 29 homers and a lot of strikeouts. And then Jordan Montgomery last night with three innings of relief to settle that game down uh, for the Rangers, who continued to build on their lead while Houston was stymied by Montgomery, who's been outstanding for the Rangers and will make a lot of money as a free agent pitcher, pitcher and has probably priced himself out of the Cardinals market. You think so? Who do, the, who do you go get? Give me two starting Who are we talking about? That you think. Were we talking about Montgomery? Because I yeah. was thinking ahead about the Texas pitching plans and who they'll go Give with. Give me two starting pitchers you think could help St. Louis back into contention next year. I don't know. I don't know that there are two that uh, will automatically equal contention. Now, Nola, would that do it? Probably. That's a nice uh, top of the rotation. But will you uh, will you match the bidding on a guy like Got Got to. Ian don't Snell. have a choice. Don't have a choice. Well, I don't and know. It's, he's he's going to drive a pretty hefty price. Cardinals have about sixty million. They think they're going to spend. How many? Of the how much the Guardians have? Four or five, I would say. <laughs> Dollars. That, that's too bad, isn't it? Well, we'll see what we can do. We got a creative front office. They make some terrible moves, but. They make some good moves, and Stephen Vogt will be at the helm, and we'll love it. So you've you've come around on Stephen. One hundred percent. Rhett, what did you find out about him? I watched some interviews with him. I read about him, and I'm all in now. He's got personality. He knows the game. He's smart. Um, I just feel like he's he can do it. He can he's do the, the job. Guy. I hope so. Yesterday it was, oh, we're going to get a first time guy in there, and he'll. Well, I didn't know much about Stephen Vogt at that point. As a as a coach slash manager, now I do, and I'm with him. Phillies D backs tonight, uh, Ranger Suarez and what's the kid's name? Fott. Fott. Brandon Fott. Uh, you wouldn't expect that in a game seven, but here we are. Uh, you gotta like the Phillies, although this Arizona team has some something to it. Well, if they jump on Suarez early, uh, like they did with Nola yesterday in the second inning then the game might be over. And they really uh, took advantage of the base paths yesterday. Uh, for the first game, uh, for the first time in the series, 
they were on the go. They, they stole a bunch of bases. Uh, they really took the game to Philly. I'm kind of pulling for the D-backs, although 11 people would watch Arizona, Texas. So what? You'll watch it, right? Yeah, you'll, I'll you'll watch be entertained it. by it. So who cares if people are watching it? Well, I do kinda. I didn't like that Jim Rome led with the the NFL game. I didn't like uh, that yesterday on Twitter people were opining about how many more viewers Vikings 49ers would have than baseball. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get what the appeal of a of a nothing NFL game Those is. The NFL rules. But it's still it's a game. It's just a game. But it rules. They've they've gotten the American public to completely buy in. That's all the media talks about. And baseball is now a regional sport. It's big in the regions. Uh, check out Philadelphia. They'll have in Philadelphia baseball is all that matters tonight, even with the Eagles and the Seventy Sixers right. tipping but off. Baseball's soon. it. And uh, As when it we should be when we and it and it's a great regional sport. We just have to accept that. Well, it's and not really a regional sport. I get what you're saying, but it's still the big cities. It matters in Philadelphia and it matters yeah, in, in New but York. In, but in L.A., they're not following the Phillies Diamondbacks. In L.A., they're following. If there was an NFL game tonight, they'd follow it because yeah. the NFL rules everything, and it's just gotten more so this year with the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey situation. I understand, but nothing like if that. If Taylor Swift had started dating uh, uh, Zach Gallon, we'd have a different view of things. No, maybe. But she didn't. Well, that's too bad, I guess. Not really, but kind of. I don't think baseball needs any enhancements or sideshows. I don't know if Zach Gallon's married or not, so if you are, Zach, my apologies. Let's find out. But, I'm sure uh, that's online somewhere. You know, she's dating an NFL guy and happens to be a Super Bowl winner and happens Twice. to be the uh, the second most recognizable player in the NFL. It appears that Zach Gallon has a, a long-term girlfriend. Well, good for Zach. They're not married. She's not moving the meter on their viewership. She's Whoever not. Whoever she is. Kristen Loughran or something? Don't know her. Elise Loughran. Yeah, don't know her. I don't either. Not, not, not somebody I, I care to see. That's what it is. Here's what's on tap today on the show. We have Mark Spears from ESPN. He is a longtime NBA writer. We've got the NBA season beginning tonight. Jeff's Indiana Pacers taking on the Washington Wizards. That's tomorrow. Oh, you, you don't have an it's opener? It's the two national games tonight. Yeah, just the two, right? Yeah, I believe so. Nuggets, Lakers, Warriors. Suns, Warriors, Suns. yes. TNT doubleheader. Uh, now, see, the NBA is a very appealing sport because of what happens on the court, but also their studio. Right. Meanwhile, baseball runs out. Boring people. Uh, nobody wants to see A-Rod. But they don't get it. Baseball doesn't get it. So baseball is its own worst enemy in many ways. In some ways, there's but also really it gets unfairly attacked at times, too. But there's no, one, there's no one on these shows who's interesting. Okay. 
the way Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, well, no and one, no, no one can match Cup. that in well, any sport. But you can try. The NFL doesn't have anything the NFL close has either. Good people. No, they have a bunch of fake phonies. <laughs> they have legendary people. Yeah, but on nobody their show. who's really that interesting. They have, but they, but it doesn't matter. You've either got to be interesting or you got to have well, people believe you're interesting. Well, base, the baseball, baseball people do that. are three of the most famous players of. And they're uh, not interesting. Nobody likes A Rod. Is Howie Long interesting? Big Poppy's fine. Uh, Derek Jeter's so buttoned down. It's he has doesn't have a personality. It's okay to hear him talk, but he's a, he, I'd, I'd rather watch that. Uh, a fly go up a drink? Yeah, that fly right up there. I'd rather have a spider go behind, walk behind me. Well, like happened in the studio yesterday. That did happen. And then on the other, uh, who does it? Ernie Johnson's okay. He does some baseball. Pedro's. Okay. Ernie Johnson is the best studio host in the game, in the game as in broadcasting. Charles Barkley's the best at what he does. Shaq is great. Kenny Smith is great as the straight man. That's a perfect show. You can't duplicate it. You know, you can sure try, but it just not it just doesn't work. Well, what are NBA fans clamoring for? They got two great games tonight. They're not hitting you with fifteen games. They're hitting you with two. Uh You've got the studio people. You've got you've got LeBron playing. You've got all the stars, right? Uh, and that's a good way to kick off a season. It, sh- it of course Meanwhile, next is. baseball season, we'll have Kansas City visiting Cleveland, and four people will uh, notice. Well, it's the same in the NBA. We're going to have some magic jazz games, uh, but not on opening night. Well, they do that in baseball too. They start the season a, a day or two early with some marquee they matchups. They didn't last year. Well, uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I'm telling you right now they didn't. Okay. And in football, they start with a Thursday night game, right? Baseball it, opening day is better than any of those. I love baseball. You're preaching to the choir. And and many, many, many people love baseball, but it just doesn't register on the media scale, which is unfortunate. But it's a fact of life, and and I'm gonna and and crowds are fine. What happened? Like I get foot football is fine. It's not like it's amazing, and but baseball used to be the thing in the um, the national pastime. Because people market football, it's macho. People like to be macho, so they like to think they are. Well, that, whatever, what what they think they are. Give take me for example. I think I'm macho, but you're not. So all that matters is that I think it. Why do you think that? Because I'm tough as people nails. I'm a they, guy. You people know, who I'd, think they're macho are not. I'd run through a brick wall. I'd do all that stuff. Uh, you know. I, don't wanna, I, I hope I'm never perceived or seen as macho. I hope, don't worry. I don't want that to be I wouldn't, a label. I wouldn't lose a bit of sleep over okay, that good. if I were you. Uh, I hope I never aim to be macho. I don't think you, uh, you couldn't because you're not. I'm plenty strong, but I don't. I don't need to well, those toot of my us, own horn. Those of us who, you know, have a little machismo, like uh, who? Those of us. Oh, those of you. Yeah, we don't mind. Uh, we don't mind telling people. What else is on the show today? Well, didn't I already say? I think well, you just Kevin Saul, the athletic director at Wichita State, will join us at two forty-five. We'll have a game coming up at three twenty-five today. All of that on a Tuesday edition. It's an NBA-related game. Tomorrow, uh, Jeff and Mike Furches. Yeah. 
You got any guests lined up for us? I do not. Can you work on that nope. on the way to I'm Kansas done. City? After today, it's all yours. I'll get some picks get out, hopefully, if I can. If I don't, you'll have to do that, too. It'll be all right. So we'll see. Picks are fun. We'll we'll handle picks just fine. Well, we'll I have like Capra to. on Thursday. We'll have uh, the big show on Friday. Paul White. Paul White. Who is uh, promoting a TNA, uh, AEW event here in Wichita on November 4th. Yes. They're sending their people out to promote because their crowds have not been great. So they're uh, doing some things to try to increase crowds. Right, as they should. This is a television taping. This will be on TV, live. Absolutely it will. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some NBA. It's opening night. Mark Spears, longtime NBA writer, currently with uh, ESPN. He's done a lot of NBA stuff over the years, and he's our guest next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Song of Nims, the category for the music. This is Dreams from Fleetwood Mac. That means we'll have another song called Dreams. That's what that means. A little bit later in the hour. All right, we are uh, thrilled to be joined by Mark Spears. He does his uh, work now on a variety of platforms, including Anscape, uh, Anscape.com, A-N-D-S-C-A-P-E.com. Longtime NBA guy. Mark, welcome to the show. How y'all doing? We're doing well. We appreciate it. You're, we have a mutual friend in Raymond Ritter from the Golden State Warriors who helped us set this up, so... We appreciate your time. Uh, legend, legend, Raymond. Ritter. Yeah, legend. He's one of a kind. He is. Uh, he's uh, uh, obviously he's from Wichita, the Warriors PR guru. But 
just so you guys know, man, he is so revered and so loved here in the Bay Area. Like, he's uh, an iconic person. I mean, like, he's the only PR person I know where the team fans know who he is, you know. And <laughs> Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they they joke about him all the time, but it's all in love. So he's, he's certainly super. Your, your homeboy is really respected out here. Good. Well, we were talking earlier, Mark, about uh, baseball's postseason and uh, the lack of buzz that it has, and the NBA just overshadows almost everything. But it's NBA opening night, and there certainly is a lot of uh, hype about that. So what do you make of the sports landscape as it relates to media in 2023? And we'll get more into the specifics of the NBA here in a moment. Um, well, it's a unique, exciting time with, like, social media. And, uh, uh, you know, this is going to be my 25th season covering the NBA. And there's a huge difference between year one and year 25. Like, I have a Bradley Beal uh, diary right now that's on video. You know, I'm, I'm doing interviews on Skype. I did earlier on the Kerry Champion show. I did another interview with Front Office Sports, which just started, like, two years ago. Um, so the landscape, because of social media, because of the internet, and I also think the pandemic caused people to be more creative in the way that they do interviews uh, nationally. It just made our everyday way we do our job now so much more unique and creative than than certainly it, it was ten years ago. So we got uh, two games tonight, Lakers, Nuggets, and then the Suns and the Warriors. Will one of those teams win the NBA championship? You know what? If you said uh, – like, I think the quest, a good question is, would you take those four teams or the field? Yeah. I would take, I would take the four teams. I definitely would. Um, I mean, obviously the Nuggets are champs. The Lakers – are better now than they were a season ago when they were in the West Finals. Um, now the Warriors are healthy. They got a much better Jonathan Kaminga. You add some additional veteran strength mentally to that team and Chris Paul and some size and stars. And then also the Suns, man, they're they're a monster uh, with their big three. So if I was a betting man, as much as I like Milwaukee and as much as I like uh, Boston, if I if I had to take those four teams or the field, I would take those four teams. Mark Spears, our guest, longtime NBA writer, has worked uh, a lot with ESPN. He's currently on Andscape, A-N-D-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Uh, so let's talk about the Warriors because – Which is a part uh, of ESPN. Had... It's, it's, it's under right. the ESPN umbrella. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the Warriors certainly have had tons of success in recent years. Uh, the addition of Chris Paul, that uh, where maybe Golden State was lacking a little bit is when Steph Curry uh, was not on the floor. Their offense certainly suffered. Uh, will Will Chris yeah. Paul help uh, help help with that? You believe, Mark? Yeah, you you had. You can make an argument that the two best IQs in the NBA are Chris Paul and Draymond Green in terms of basketball IQs. And so I, I see with Chris's addition that Steph and Clay um, and Wiggins are getting better shots than they were a year ago. 
the problem, the challenge comes in size, which has, to me, been the Warriors' Achilles heel the last couple of years. It's like uh, Kevon Looney against the world in terms of their size. And they did add Zarich. The Warriors are still a really, really small team. So oftentimes, if you want to beat them, you just keep them in one shot, pound on the boards, and, and that could be an issue. So I, I'm very curious tonight uh, how that lack of size. I don't know that the Suns are a team that really can exploit that. But when you're playing, say, Denver or playing the Lakers or Milwaukee or, you know, Boston, teams that have more size, that could be an issue. So I'm, I'm curious to how they use Chris the entire season. Chris has never come off the bench his entire NBA career, if you can believe that. Uh, so I'm curious to what happens when Draymond comes back, probably in the next game, what they do with their lineup. Do they keep him in? Um, he seems open-minded about coming off the bench. He really doesn't have a choice, right? I mean, how does he? It wouldn't look good if he fought it. But I, I think if he does accept a bench role, whenever that does come, it'll it will certainly accentuate their second team, who has, I think, a young player that's about to really blossom into potential superstardom in Jonathan Kaminga, who may have had the best preseason in the NBA other than maybe what we saw from Victor Wembanyama. So, Marcus, what changed with uh, the Lakers as far as their philosophy on building a roster? They went from, you know, wanting to get as many stars or as many veterans as possible uh, to now they're building depth and kind of filling in around the edges. You look at their roster, certainly not a lot of household names, but really quality NBA players like 1 through 13 or 14 with – Guys like uh, Torian Prince, Rihachimura, uh, they got Christian Wood, who's been serviceable, Jared Vanderbilt. These guys are all pretty useful. So what happened specifically with the Lakers? And do you think that's more of an NBA philosophy now that you don't need three or four stars to win a championship? You can do it with two and depth. Well, I mean, Austin Reeves, I guess you could maybe consider him the third of the big three there now. He, he played for USA Basketball and taking a step forward. Um, but what I like about what they've done is they've just really, really strengthened their supporting cast. You, you know, Rui Hashimura, as you mentioned, came last year. Uh, they add, added a lob threat in Jackson Hayes, who came from New Orleans. Torian Prince is a tough defender who knows, played, has played for Darvin Ham in the past. Cam Reddish is, a, you know, an interesting guy that should be a, a three-point threat that the Lakers could certainly use. But this, like, top-five pick has never been able to break out. Um, I think the reason why the Lakers got Christian Wood isn't an, as an insurance policy for Anthony Davis. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it's very unlikely or not expected that Anthony Davis is going to play all 82. So if you could put a player in that can kind of mimic who he is as a player, think Christian Wood can really do that. I think he was a, definitely a steal. I mean, you're talking about a guy who averaged 17 for Dallas last year. Um, and then Gabe Vincent. You got Gabe Vincent coming off the bench. He was starting for the Heat last year. I really like the Lakers bench. I think it's gotten a lot better. I'm really curious to how they look tonight against Denver. And I do expect this Denver game to be emotionally charged 
more so than you would see a ring ceremony game because there is some beef between the Lakers and and the Nuggets because the Nuggets got, you know, eliminated the Lakers, but after they did and the Nuggets made it to the finals for the first time, LeBron said he was uh, considering retiring. (laughs) So he got all the headlines nationally and internationally while nobody talked about Denver. I I don't know a championship team that has less buzz than the Denver Nuggets. And so I think the Nuggets would really, really like to make a statement while they're getting uh, their rings tonight, whereas I think LeBron is probably still mad at Michael Malone for calling him out. Mark Spears, our guest, national uh, writer for the NBA from ESPN. Uh, I do have to ask you about one of our own, another one of our own, Adrian Griffin, who's uh, from right here in Wichita, now the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. They, you mentioned them as uh, one of the teams to watch, certainly uh, with the tremendous star power of their own. How do you think Adrian Griffin will do as a first-year NBA coach? Uh, that's a great, great question. I'm, you know, I forgot that he was from there. I sat down with him uh, on media day. And, you know, what I love about him and his story is like, he's a guy that hasn't been given anything. Right, like he uh, basically uh, was an undrafted player, bounced around the NBA, had a cup of coffee here, a cup of coffee there. Nobody gave him anything. His coaching career has certainly been the same way. And typically, like guys like him, don't get this kind of opportunity. Usually, you get some lackluster team, and you know, on the bottom of the barrel. So there's a lot of pressure on Adrian to like show and prove now Terry Stotts departing from his coaching staff was a little curious and odd. I, I can't say I've really ever seen that uh, coach leaving during training camp, but um, I, I hear that the players like him and his mentality and uh, you know, he, he has a superpower team. So, I mean, to me in the East, it's, it's probably going to be Boston or Milwaukee. So for him to potentially be, in the finals or an NBA champ, like his first year as a coach is, I mean, who who gets that kind of opportunity, right? I'll stick uh, kind of in Wichita too and, and ask you about uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, going to the Rockets. Uh, they've kind of decided to be a, a grown-up team now, an adult team uh, with uh, a yeah. new coach, Ime Udoka also. So what does he bring to them, and can he get uh, – a little bit more out of uh, their recent other high high picks, Jalen Green and uh, uh, Jabari Smith. Well, let me first say this. I hope Fred VanVleet's family is listening. He is one of the most wonderful, great human beings I've ever met in my life. Just a phenomenal person. And, and, and you guys know this from the Shockers days, right? Um, he, uh, when I made it to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame um, as a Kirk Gallery Award winner. He's one of the few players that actually like text me and say congrats. Like he's always checking in, seeing how you're doing. Um, just always, uh, I did a diary with him during the NBA bubble, and uh, that's when I really, really started to get to know him a little bit and know a lot about his family and everything and all the different things that he does. And he's just I think he's a godsend for the Houston Rockets. He's going to have a great year. Um, might surprise them with that talent, young talent and the coach that they have. And 
I, I mean, I I can't speak nothing but positive, super vibes for this dude, man. He's, you know, we're, I'm supposed to, like, treat everybody the same, right? But he's certainly one of my favorite, favorite just people, man. He's, he's just a phenomenal human being, and um, I wish him all the best this season. I think he's going to lift the Rockets to surprising area. They're, they're kind of a not a dark horse in terms of making winning anything big, but at least a dark horse in terms of, you know, making the playoffs. I'm, I'm keeping my eye on them, and if they do well, I think Fred is a big reason why they're going to get there. Mark Spears, our guest, national NBA writer, ESPN. So before we let you go, and I don't think your answer will be Houston, but who is the team that maybe not many people are talking about that could thrust itself into the championship discussion or at least a deep playoff run discussion? Is there a team that you feel like is uh, entering the season uh, with that kind of uh, potential? You know what? I want to say Clippers, right? But I, I think that's an easy pick. So I'm, I'm going to get, you know, last year I picked the Kings will make the playoffs and people look like I was crazy and they made it. But the team that is most intriguing to me is the New Orleans Pelicans. Like when Zion is healthy, when they were healthy last season, they were one of the few teams in the West that actually held uh, time on the top of the standings, of the Western Conference standings. And Brandon Ingram's healthy, Zion's healthy. The team still has some health issues, but uh, C.J. McCollum's healthy, Troy Murphy's not. I just think that... uh, Keep an eye on New Orleans, man, because if Zion is, I mean, the health thing is huge with him, but if he's healthy, I do think that New Orleans could be a problem um, in the NBA. And I got to ask you, I do this show with my son, and he's picked the Pacers as his team du jour for this year. Uh, are, the pace, are, the Pacers, are the Pacers in there at all? As, as a surprise team, yeah. Yeah, your your son knows his hoops, man. Um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I, I've heard that in terms of Benedict Matherin, that he really, really hurt, got better in the offseason. Not sure if he's starting or not, but Halliburton and is going to be an all-star again. He'll have a special year. Um, I think now that, uh, you know, I wonder if Buddy Hill gets traded, but Miles Turner – um, now he's solidified. He knows he's going to be there. That certainly helps. Um, but I, I, I really like their team. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to be a title contender by any means or anything like that. But I, I heard that, uh, you know, also Obi Toppin has, has been a really nice addition for him. So, yeah, I, I expect the Patriots to make some noise. Like Eastern Conference Championship noise? No, nah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were a playoff team. Six or seven seed, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, great stuff. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we're thankful to Ray Ritter uh, for setting this up with us. And uh, uh, thank you very much, and enjoy the season. I got one question for you guys. Yes, sir. Is there anybody on Wichita State that, as an NBA writer, I need to keep an eye on this season? I would 
I would say probably not this year, although the Shockers are starting to turn out, guys. I, I noticed Dexter Dennis got a two-way contract with Dallas, uh, which was uh, a little bit surprising to me, but I'm happy for Dexter. But I would say probably not on this roster. Okay. All right. Jeff, you differ? Well, I'm, I want to see what we get from Colby Rogers. If he's as good of a shooter – as he's been advertised to be. I mean, that's always a marketable skill. So he he was a transfer, didn't play last year. So I'm I'm interested to see what we get out of him. Okay. Well, I'll check y'all out on TV, man. Pleasure coming on with y'all. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. We appreciate it. Mark Spears from ESPN.com and Anscape.com, an offshoot of ESPN, longtime NBA writer. and it went longer than I expected, and sometimes you get thrown a curve, right, Kevin? That's absolutely right. you got to sit back, uh, pick up the spin, and uh, do your best with it. I appreciate the That's opportunity right. to be on the show, guys. Well, we're always always happy to talk with you. We're on the cusp of men's and women's basketball. you got a volleyball team that's going well. You've got cross-country and tennis and golf and everything in full swing. Uh, that volleyball team starting to raise some eyebrows uh well, how good are they, they certainly they, they they're doing a great job and i i think similar to last year you're starting to see that progressive uh, improvement throughout the season they've uh they've done a really good job at one point we were in the mid to upper 70s uh in the ncaa's rpi which is one of the important statistical measures for postseason play and as of yesterday, we're sitting at 48, so you're about 8 to 10 spots out of being serious consideration for an at-large if you don't win the conference championship. Uh, they sit at 9-1 and one in league, 15-5 and five overall. And uh, right now, we're basically uh, tied with SMU. Uh, we're, we're, we each have one loss. Uh, the tiebreaker currently would go to SMU based on the number of sets won in the two matches that we played them. So, obviously, we got a half of the conference season still to go, um, a lot of volleyball to play, so a lot more can happen, uh, but certainly love where we're at right now and appreciate everything our, our young women and Coach Lamb and the staff are doing to put us in a good spot. So, I don't mean to get too in the micro with you, but uh, we had Paul Mills on the show a couple weeks ago, and he said there were no eligibility concerns, I think maybe is the word he said, but... Uh, without Bijan Cortez in the in the close scrimmage, I think uh, Ronnie DeGray was held out. Uh, in particular, those two guys. Uh, I know DeGray needs a waiver. What is their eligibility status, and are there any other eligibility concerns with the Shocker men? No, we have to appreciate that question. We have two ongoing um, eligibility uh, waivers. Not necessarily eligibility. They're they're not categorized as eligibility waivers, but we have two waivers that are ongoing with uh, Bijan um, and Ronnie. And uh, obviously we're working to, uh, to to get those to conclusion as quickly as we can. And can go into great detail, but but obviously uh, they're, they're currently not available yet for competition. Is Bijan a two-time transfer, or what does his have to deal with, if you can say? Well, without, 
Yeah, without getting into too much specifics, um, his is is not a, a, a transfer issue, and it's not necessarily an eligibility issue either. We're just working through some uh, some some elements in terms of of how his time closed down in Oklahoma and what's that look like for us here. We've been working on it for for quite some time, and. I would uh, extend great appreciation and gratitude to Corey Torgerson and our basketball staff. They've uh, worked many of hours on on both those waivers, and obviously we'll we'll do our very best and understand that uh, ultimately the decision will rest with the respective uh, committees at the NCA. Kevin Saul, our guest, Wichita State's athletic director, kind enough to join us on a regular basis once per month to talk Shocker athletics. So with the NIL and the transfer portal, and we're all getting accustomed to all that now, uh, what has that uh, done to the support staff, not just at Wichita State, but nationally? How many more people are athletic departments hiring, uh, if any? I'm just curious to know uh, what that does to staffing. Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it's mixed in terms of how you look at that, Bob, throughout the league because the, the NCAA's two sets of guidance that they issued, one was in July of 21, and the other, I believe, was in October of 22. Um, that's the current guidance that we're operating um, under now, uh, currently. And it specifically states that athletic departments are not to um, arrange for NIL opportunities. Um, to seek them, to plug student-athletes into those. Um, that, that really is the job of the third-party collective, and that continues to be the case for us. What you are starting to see uh, throughout the country is the back-end components of the logging and tracking of, of NIL activity uh, between athletics departments and their respective collectives. The education on the tax implications for that because it is taxable income. Um, those are the elements that you're starting to see departments invest in. And uh, we, we are able to achieve much of those two elements through our relationship with Open Doors, um, who is a, a, a software partner in that NIL space with us that we signed on with last summer. So I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. I, again, I, I would I would leave open uh, an opportunity for Wichita State to hire somebody specific within the NIL space, but myself and one other individual in our department um, have pretty good focus on NIL in terms of uh, making sure our student-athletes are positioned well, um, that we maintain the integrity of the institution and the eligibility of our student-athletes. So, you know, going back to Shocker basketball, I think it's been a breath of fresh air for Shocker fans to hear Paul Mills talk about analytics and metrics and caring about Ken Palm rankings and uh, all the, the little things that I think a lot of fans appreciate. So uh, is that kind of a coach-by-coach coach thing as far as you are concerned from a position as athletic director? If they want it, you know, they can use it. Or is that kind of become a little bit of a, a philosophy throughout the athletic department to get into those uh, deeper numbers and, and find, you know, advantages where you can? Jeff, I, man, I, I really, I think that's a really good question. And um, I, I think that at the end of the day, at a really high level, that uh, elite performance, success, championships, however you define elite, um, really comes from a great attention to detail. And that's an attention to detail in 
the day-to-day walk for our student athletes, how we recruit, what does an official visit look like on campus, the analytics in terms of evaluating and teaching and practices and and film and scouting, the the national analytics, whether you're you're into the predictive metrics um, or or other metrics, there's about five or six of them in college basketball, as you well know. And um, you know, I just think that that if you're going to maximize um, your program and and achieve the goals that we have set forth, whether it's our core values, our student athlete experience, or our competitive excellence, you've got to really pay attention to those details um, in every area of the program. And so that that's what excites me about Coach Mills, this staff, um, you know, our other coaches as well. Is there's an elite attention to detail in terms of trying to be able to maximize and grow our programs every day. Final moments here with Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director. So we need to give uh, some time to the Wichita State women's program as well. Uh, they have an exhibition coming up very soon. And their roster, I see a couple of Wichitans on that roster. And I know uh, that Terry Nooner, who played at KU, Antoine Scales on his staff, certainly coached here at the high school level very successfully at Wichita South for a long time. I know that's been a, a focal point. Uh, do you expect that in-state recruiting to continue to get better for Shocker women's basketball? You know, that's certainly been a, a conversation uh, dating back to um, during our hiring process with, with Coach Nooner and his, he was assembling his staff. was incredibly excited about this staff from – um, from from Brooke to Antoine, uh, Coach Nooner, uh, Nick, uh, they do a great job. They're plugged into the Missouri Phenom uh, AAU program, which means they're plugged into a lot of other AAU programs as well. As you mentioned, uh, Coach Scales had an unbelievable run, six straight state championships at Wichita South, and I think he won the first four. Um, we have some local talent in, in Treasure um, and Ella, um, Treasure is a young lady that was a Division II All-American at Emporia State. If I'm not mistaken, we recruited against Oregon, and I believe it was Purdue um, to to um, convince her to be a Shocker. And she has a lot of family in Wichita, and uh, Coach Scales obviously coached her in high school as well, so that certainly helped. And I just love the intentionality with which uh, Coach Nooner has put together the staff. They they are it, they have a lot of fun. And uh, they work really hard, and the expectations are very high. But if you spend any time around our women's basketball program, you can tell that there is a very unique and special family feel uh, there. It'll take us a little time to build, uh, as it does with anything that's worthwhile and that's successful and lasts, but really encouraged by where we're headed. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that that's spreading throughout uh, the fan base as well. I think in the last two or three weeks, uh, we've sold uh, 50 or more season tickets to our women's basketball, new season tickets to women's basketball. So uh, we'll continue to work hard at that. I think uh, they're certainly turning an eye within our community. Shocker women with an exhibition uh, next Wednesday evening at uh, Coke Arena against Missouri Southern. The men with an exhibition this Sunday, right? Uh, at Coke yeah, that's Arena. right. We got Roger State so- Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock. And I just wanted to mention before we let you go, I've looked at the schedule and I've seen that you've moved up. Uh, I don't know if you've moved up game times or the AAC has recommended moving up game times, but there's very f- 
There's a lot of 6 p.m., 6.30 starts, and when you're my age, I appreciate that. Thank you. Did you do that, Kevin? <laughs> no, well, it's a team effort. I, I will tell you that the TV schedule is somewhat complex. It really starts for all of the basketball programs in the country, really, regardless of the league. It starts with the NBA schedule. And uh, as the networks work through the NBA schedule, then they shift to the to the college game. And we, we didn't really receive our television. And when I say television, that's linear television on the, the traditional cable networks, ESPN, ESPN2, U. Um, those didn't really come out until late September, um, early October. And so um, it leaves us in a little bit of a bind, but there's certainly situations that, that we can't control based on what happens nationally. So we're really excited about that, guys. I, I, I did some, some notes. It might take me a minute to pull those up, but um, we have 16 games on linear TV, CBS, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Um, that's 16 of our 31. That's a, that's a really good number. Uh, those times are selected by the television networks uh, and the league. And then we have 13 games on ESPN+. Plus. Those times are selected by uh, Shocker Athletics. And so we sat together as an external team. Again, this is a team of 8, 10, 12 folks. And we had a really in-depth conversation about uh, historical game times, what was best for our programs, our fans. And so collectively we decided to to be able to maximize what is important us, our families, to have an inclusive environment, a great game day experience. Uh, we decided to shift game times because our historical data shows that uh, those are the better attended times, and uh, we certainly want to be able to present a first-class game day experience not only for our student-athletes but our fans. All right, good stuff. My son wanted me to ask you about your Astros. No, I didn't fandom. necessarily want him but to I'm ask a, you. I'm a nicer guy than he is. But are you going to be able to find it in your heart to root for Texas in the World Series? Well, you know, I grew up a Royals fan, so, you know, other than, than, than 85 and 2015, it was a pretty dry 30-year stretch there. So um, certainly I've been a big fan of the Royals, and I also grew up a Cubs fan, but uh, spent time at TCU and – made it to a bunch of Texas Rangers games, have had uh, student-athletes at my different stops that have played for the Rangers. So, yeah, I'm trying to – I'm pulling for the Rangers a little bit, but uh, um, it's certainly been a really interesting uh, postseason. A lot of fun to watch. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay? For the opportunity, guys. Have a great day and go Shockers. Kevin Saul, Wichita State oh. Athletic Director. So yeah, I'm an you, idiot. Paul Mills you, is the Astros Yeah, fan. you led me to. Gosh dang it. I'm sorry, Kevin. Absolute, sorry, Kevin. Yeah. I'm the one that asked him about being an Astro. He's probably thinking, man, that guy's senile. And you're uh, over there. But, yeah, he's an Astros fan. Well, I was thinking it's Astros. Paul Mills who's an Astros fan. So that's my bad. Paul Mills. You made me look like an idiot. Hey, well, you do that plenty on your own. So me doing it a time or two doesn't hurt anybody. Well, I want people to know you're the idiot this time. Yeah, I thought he was an Astros fan, but it's Paul Mills. And he did a nice job kind of escaping that question. Uh, but what a what a terrible look. Uh, my deepest, deepest apologies to me, to Kevin Saul. And to me. And the Kansas City Royals organization and the Cubs, who apparently has. Yeah, everybody but the Astros. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Hour number two. We'll play a game coming up soon. Back in a minute.
listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.